At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Football Wednesday for Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our Wednesday look-in as the Eagles go back to practice John McMullen, I started my day with you, and I'm going to finish my day with you uh, as we bookend a Wednesday. <laughs> I got your thoughts this morning, um, then off to practice you went, uh, and now I get an opportunity to talk to you about what occurred today uh, at practice. We're all presented, of course, by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com, use the keyword Jacob, get 15% off of the vodka soda delivered right to your door if you're in Pennsylvania. Uh, Eagles release Eric Wilson, uh, Johnny Mack, uh, top of the list today, a healthy scratch against the Detroit Lions, and I guess that was the inevitable stamp on his ticket out of town. Yeah, it, it was going that direction. He kept losing playing time. I think if you, you looked at week one in Atlanta, he was sort of the linebacker, the number one linebacker. And then it just steadily declined from there. Uh, just didn't perform, uh, especially in the run game, run support, which shouldn't have been a surprise to the Eagles. He was one of the worst run support linebackers in the NFL. Uh, in Minnesota when they signed him. The book on him was he was very good in pass coverage. Um, and and he's okay. He's athletic. He's undersized in that part of the game. But he, the other part, you just couldn't, you couldn't leave him on the field. And so guys like T.J. Edwards, who maybe don't have the same type of athleticism but have uh, a better instinct for the game, Alex Singleton I would put in that category as well. Um, and then Davion Taylor is the third linebacker. That's a guy who the Eagles want to get on the field. And by the way, I agree with him. I've been talking about that since training camp. And um, the only way to get better is to get reps when you're that raw of a player. And the Eagles are sort of going through that with Davion Taylor. Um, and it's not pretty at times, but I think he'll get better. And he has such a a significantly bigger upside than a player like Eric, Eric Wilson. You had to pull that trigger, and the Eagles did it today. Uh, John, T.J. Edwards, um, how good of a game did he have on Sunday? Well, I think he had a really good game, um, and you see it. I mean, he essentially has locked down uh, well, very similar to Alex Singleton last year, really, if you think about 
what happened to Alex Singleton. The Eagles, they didn't want him to play, uh, but he got an opportunity due to some injuries and some ineffectiveness, and he got on the field and he never left the field. Sort of the same thing with T.J. Edwards. Um, they didn't want to play him, but the ineffectiveness uh, uh, specifically of Eric Wilson um, allowed him on the field. And when he got on the field, he just played better. Um, and now it looks like they're not going to be able to take him off the field. It would be nice though, nothing against TJ Edwards, nothing against Alex Singleton, but it would be nice for the Eagles to learn this lesson at linebacker and bring in more proven commodities or more, um, if they're younger rookie type players with bigger upsides, but we've, we've had that discussion. You got to go back to 1979, 1979 last time the Eagles took an off ball linebacker in the first round of the draft. So, you know, needless to say that predates, um, you know, never that predates Jeffrey Lurie, never mind Howie Roseman. So it's not just, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, the Eagles have thought this way for a really long time that it's not one of the more valuable positions. It really dates back to Andy Reid and Joe Banner. And they're not necessarily wrong, but there's there's got to be a happy medium. You can't just keep throwing out, you know, free agents that you pay bottom basement dollars essentially you're you're getting them at the walmart clearance aisle or or undrafted free agents as as rookies there's got to be a happy medium and that's what they're trying to find with Davion taylor who's a third round pick but that's a third round pick who was a project barely played in high school only played uh very little in college um so they have to find a, a happy medium at some point. You know, it's so hard to understand, Johnny Mac, because you listen to your um, explanation uh, about the linebacking position. And then the poor linebacker play is attributed to some of the reasons uh why the defense is struggling because they don't have good linebacker play. Yeah. I mean, no question. It's hard to understand. It. It's hard to understand. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, they went through this during the Doug Peterson, Jim Schwartz era, as I said, you know, I mean, and they managed to make do a little bit better. So, you know, their philosophy is to, you know, dominate up front with the front four, um, and when that happens, you can mask some of those deficiencies on the second level. I think the defensive line hasn't played up to the level the Eagles expected um, as a whole. Part of that is obviously a significant injury to Brandon Graham, but Fletcher Cox has not played up to his typical level. I think after the really strong start, Javon Hargrave has slowed down a little bit. Um, we know Derek Barnett, you know, Jody Mack wants to run him out of town on a rail. I think <laughs> he's a little bit too hard on him, but he's certainly not, um, 
he he's not uh he's never lived up to a, to the billing of a first round pick that's fair to say uh Josh Sweat has not taken that leap had a big game in Detroit but I think people were expecting him to take that leap into the next level really haven't seen it Milt Williams had his best game in Detroit but prior to that as a rookie had hasn't been doing much um so a little bit of a disappointment and when the defensive line is not performing to what they are supposed to do they're not protecting the linebackers who are are not the strength of the team to say the least going into the game on sunday uh john mcmullen of course the la chargers are in town uh this is a winnable game. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're a fan of this football team, if you look at and compare the Philadelphia Eagles directly, man for man, uh, against the Chargers, this is a team the Eagles can win. Or this is a game, rather, the Eagles can win. Yes? Agree or no? Yeah, I think it's a winnable game. Um, but, you know, the other side of that coin, Krause, it's a losable game. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I mean, and that's most NFL games. You know, Nick Sirianni talked about the parity in this league, and it really is true. Uh, I talk about it all the time. If you don't bring your A game, you're probably going to get beat by whomever. Um, Detroit being a little bit of an outlier in this particular season. Um, yeah, the Chargers uh, have at times looked great uh, with a very talented second-year quarterback, but recently they've come back to earth a little bit. They're certainly beatable. Um, they're a little banged up in the secondary, but they certainly have talent. Lane Johnson was talking about Joey Bosa today. You know, one of the dominant edge rushers in this league. His brother you got to see with San Francisco, very similar. Um Derwin James is one of the better safeties in this league. Um, so, you know, but they have they have some issues as well. Um, the right side of the offensive line is not great. So you look at, okay, you know, typically, and again, that's where not having Brandon Graham, which has, you know, become quite an issue with this particular team, Um Josh Sweat is starting to settle in, though, a little bit uh, at left defensive end. And maybe you can make some hay there. Um, and, uh, you know, you, every team has strengths and every team has weaknesses. The Clearly, on offense, the weakness of the Los Angeles Chargers is the right side of the offensive line. On defense, you probably um, you probably want to attack the interior. Um, Jerry Tillery has kind of never lived up to the billing as a first-round pick. He's sort of there, uh, Derek Barnett. Uh, and Lynn Ball Joseph was, at, at earlier in his career, was one of the best nose tackles in the NFL that used to give Jason Kelsey fits. Um, when he was with the New York Giants and, and Minnesota Vikings, but he's he's older now, and he's not the same player that he once was. Um, so, you know, 
people talk about the running game. People are very excited about what the Eagles were able to do against the Lions. Maybe try to keep it going against the interior of that Chargers uh, defensive line. We'll start with their head coach, John, Brandon Staley, uh, the head coach uh, of the uh, Chargers Nick Siri- versus Nick Sirianni. Uh, the head coach of our beloved football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, two young coaches, this whole coaching tree in this game. Uh, I learned a lot from your article in Philly mag about the evolution of Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen. Uh, I encourage everybody to take a look um, at the Eagles report and that um, great read uh, on the evolution of uh, Nick Sirianni and, um, what do you make of Brandon Staley learning on the job, making some mistakes? Um, Bill Belichick has already proven to be kryptonite uh, for <laughs> this team <laughs> already. Uh, what do you make of him? Yeah, well, Bill's kryptonite for a lot of people. You saw him against Sean McVay in the Super Bowl. I yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, he's a rookie head coach. They're all learning on the job. Nick Sirianni's learning on the job. The one thing Nick Sirianni's been able to do is beat other rookie head coaches. You know, Arthur Smith in week one, Dan Campbell last week. Here's another one. So maybe maybe we got something that Nick Sirianni's capable of doing. Uh, it, you know, Brandon Stelly's one of those guys. You've probably seen him on Twitter. People, he's become sort of a, uh, I, you know, I don't know what you want to call him, but the media has certainly taken a liking to how he expresses himself and how he talks about league issues that are even bigger than the Chargers. Um, people seem to really like the way he communicates. Um, as I said, he and he and Jonathan Gannon are really, really good friends, really close. Uh, they've known each other. They're both from the Cleveland area. They, they've known each other since they were 10 years old. Um, Jonathan Gannon, interestingly enough, uh, got Brandon Staley started sort of on this route at John Carroll University. Jo- Jonathan Gannon was just starting out in his NFL career with the Tennessee Titans. And, you know, he got a job. He got a job offer to be the defensive coordinator at John Carroll. And he said, he didn't want to leave the NFL, uh, which was the right move for him, obviously, at that particular time. Um, and they asked him, well, who would you recommend? And he said, Brandon Staley. And Brandon got that job. And then it was, uh, you know, off to the races, uh, so to speak. And he kept advancing in his particular career as well. Uh, so Gannon is the godfather of one of his children. They were at each other's weddings. I mean, they're really, really tight. Um, and it's it's interesting. So that will be sort of a, a connection. And we know Nick Sirianni uh, with the Chargers, Shane Steichen with the Chargers, and, and Shane specifically with Justin Herbert, um, you know, helping him develop into the NFL Rookie of the Year last year. A uh, lot of connections with this Chargers organization as a whole from the Eagles coaching staff. Uh, but as far as Brandon Staley, look, the Eagles, you know, that's another storyline. The Eagles wanted to interview Brandon Staley. And if he interviewed here, Nick Sirianni might not be here. If you believe certain people, um, 
he turned down the opportunity to interview with the Eagles. Uh, there was a Philadelphia Inquirer report from Jeff McLean that he did so because of Howie Roseman. Um, now, that's possible, uh, but I will say, you know, people are taking that next leap. Um, Jeffrey Lurie wasn't going to hire a defensive head coach. Not going to do it. So, you know, he would have liked to have talked to Brandon Staley, just like he wanted to talk to Robert Sala, and he was able to do that. Uh, but he was not going to hire a defensive head coach. So I At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think that part of it's a little overblown. Ultimately, uh, Brandon was probably smart, and he was already going to get the Chargers job, so that was part of it as well. Uh, but the Eagles uh, weren't going to hire an offensive head coach, so why waste your time? Um, a lot of interesting layers to this particular game, and you probably don't think that because the Eagles don't play the Chargers that often, but a lot of interconnection here. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. The team goes back to work uh, today, 4.05 kickoff uh, on Sunday at the link. Uh, the crowd should be into the football game. Uh, hey, Philly, this is not the 0-7 uh, Detroit Lions, but this is a defense that has proven that they can't stop the run. So the expectation from the fan base after 46 times on the ground a week ago is that the team will run the football. The question is, if the gunslinger goes up by a couple of touchdowns. Does the head coach, meaning Nick Sirianni, have the patience or the discipline to stick to the run or to stick to the game plan? Yeah, it hasn't shown the discipline. Um, you know, but it, it, we can say that, but it's also difficult if you're um, down 14 points to a team, um, for instance, or, or even two scores. Um, so it could be 10 points um, to a team that could move the football, especially through the air. Because, you know, I always say that's, that's the biggest problem for people that want to run the football consistently. There's such a small margin of error. If you, if you do it well, if you move the change consistently um, and you take the lead early in the game and you play from the lead, it could be very effective. Uh, but when you do get down by two scores, then that margin of error, which is already small to begin with, clenches down even more. And because you can imagine – if you're if you're down 10 nothing and the Chargers are moving the football and you're saying all right I'm going to be disciplined and you run the football on first down for sake of argument 
you get two yards, you run the football on second down, you get four yards, you got a third and four. Well, you got to convert. You got to convert or the ball's going right back to the team that's moving the football. And if you're down 17 nothing, game's over. Uh, especially if you're the Philadelphia, the current version of the Philadelphia Eagles who do not have a high-volume passer. They do not have. The Chargers are a team that can fall behind by two scores. They don't want to. Nobody wants to. But they have the capability of coming back because they have a quarterback that can sling the rock, so to speak. The Eagles aren't at that position at this particular time. You would have to assume, based on how bad the Chargers' defense is against the run, that the Eagles will have some success. You got the big uglies in front of them. You got one of the best offensive lines in football, or at least you had. They want to run the ball. Well, of course. I mean, I think every offensive lineman wants to run the football. And again, if you if you run the football, you, you have to you have to go about it a certain way. As I just said, you have to. I I talk about it from the coin toss with with Jody all the time. Um, you know, if you want to run the football, why are you deferring if you win the coin toss? Doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense if you want to give the other team the opportunity to take the opening drive and put you behind in the game. If that's your game plan, and I'm, I'm not saying it is Nick Sirianni's game plan, but if that's his game plan, take the football and try to run it and try to take the lead and try to play from the lead, and then you might be cooking with some gas. Um, if you're coming in with the game plan of run the football – you know, 1980 Philadelphia, I'd like to call it. If you're coming <laughs> in with that game plan, well, you know, embrace the game plan. Do it. Shorten the game. That's what you're essentially trying to do, shorten the game. So if you want to shorten the game and run the football, shorten the game and run the football. But don't defer and put it on Jonathan Gannon's hands and uh, blame him if if you get behind. That's That's – that doesn't make any sense to me. Will Gannon revert back to how he played or schemed Patrick Mahomes? Or Well, yeah, he's going to go back to uh, uh, a certain – understand, I mean, last week it was Jared Goff um, – Khalif Raymond and a Moan Ross St. Brown, a rookie fourth round pick. This week it's Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And if you want to throw Austin Eckler in there, if you want to throw Jared Cook in there, if you want to even throw Donald Parham in there, big, really big, lengthy tight end, uh, you know, it's. It's it's a more difficult skill position group, to say the least. Um, but just as I said with the linebackers earlier in the show, there's got to be a happy medium. There's got to be a happy medium. No, you can't 
you know, if you're going to blitz and you're going to be super aggressive, um, Keenan Allen's going to kill you. Uh, Mike Williams is going to kill you. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to kill you. Um, if you're going to sit back and cover two, um, you know, he's a young quarterback. Maybe he makes some mistakes. Maybe he doesn't. He might kill you that way. Um, and that's where I say um, there's got to be a happy medium, you know. And Gannon often talks about first and second down defense. Um, you got to be effective on on the early down so you can get them in third and long. And if you get them in third and long, then you can do some different things. Then you could do some blitzing. You have a corner blitz from Avante Maddox. Uh, you can have a linebacker blitz. You can overload. You can do some different things. But you can't do that stuff when it's third and three and third and four because they're just going to run a hot route to Keenan Allen. It's going to be a first down, change their move, and boom. Um, or they might even go deep, and it's worse. Um, so there's got to be a happy medium. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Team goes back to work today, John. Um, who spoke uh, post uh, today? Uh, who was on the podium? Uh, oh, from man. The from, 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 you're putting me on the spot. I got to I gotta look at uh, so many people on Wednesdays. Let's see. Who would we have? We had. Uh, Darius Slay, we had Jalen Hurts, uh, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Milton Williams. Um, yeah, that's uh, Devontae speak today. No, uh, did not expect that because of what's going on with Henry Ruggs, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, the Eagles want to uh, kind of protect him from that. Uh, Jalen Hurts was asked about it, and he, you know, Jalen's. Um, classy guy, so he handled it the best way he could. But there's not, you know, there's not much you can say about that situation other than, and it's awful. Um, and you know, in every level, um, uh, but I don't know if you saw some of the um information uh coming out of the court hearing today, but. 157 miles per hour at, you know, 3.30 in the morning, twice over the legal limit, loaded gun in the car. I don't know. You just sit and you wonder what, 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 what is the thought process? And, you know, unfortunately, a young, very young woman and her dog, which makes it worse for me as a dog lover, um, it's awful. Every every bit of that circumstance, and there's nothing Devonte Smith or Jalen Hurts can say about it, other than what I just said. It's yeah. I just wonder if they're affected. But I just wonder if in some way, you know, a tragedy like that affects so many lives. And I know we're only talking about football here. Uh, yeah. Devonte Smith had a personal relationship with him. They were roommates together. Yeah, Landon, so did Landon, Jalen, and, 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 Land, and Landon. I mean, yeah, and and you know, if you're friends with somebody who does something like that, um, 
yeah, I'm sure it affects you. Um, but there's not much you can do from across the country. So unfortunately you got to live your life and, um, there's nothing Devonte Smith can do about it except, you know, um, try to get through it. Yeah. Last thoughts from Johnny Mack before we let, uh, we wrap up our Wednesday updates again, Eagles back at practice, John, did they put out? I'm sure they did. I didn't have an opportunity to go on Twitter and see it. Uh, anybody on the did not participate Injury list today. Ah, uh, yeah, worth noting, or just a, or, or just a traditional or usual usual list of guys who are there on Wednesdays. Um, well, it's 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 the Wednesday practice, so it's always a big list. But there's part of it is the resting players. The Eagles have started, you know, pretty much done that the entire year. So, uh, Fletcher Cox was. Um, Four players didn't practice. Fletcher Cox, uh, who's got a bit of a knee injury, but it's also labeled as rest. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who's got an ankle injury. Javon Hargrave uh, has a shoulder injury. Jalen Rager hurt his ankle in the Lions game. Those guys did not practice. Uh, then there was a big group of limited practice participants. Sean Bradley has a shoulder. Jack Driscoll left the game in Detroit with a thumb injury. Um, Zach McPherson with his hamstring. Jordan Mailata with his elbow. Anthony Harris. Uh, uh, not Anthony. Anthony was back. He was, he was back as a full participant um, for the first time. Uh, he's been out for two games. And then Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey simply were resting uh, and they practiced in a limited fashion. But the guys you probably have to worry about for the game are, are Jalen Rager and, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So two receivers. Um, everybody else looks online to play um, uh, against the Chargers. What was the official... Jalen Rager diagnosis from the injury on uh, against the Lions. Yeah, it's an ankle injury, um, but he was out there uh, practicing, uh, not practicing. He didn't practice, but working on the side uh, with trainers. So it's not, it's not terribly um, serious. Um, and he's, you know, essentially day to day, um, I, you know, if you wanted, if you wanted to press me, I would lean towards he's probably not going to play this week. Uh, and we'll get a clearer indication of that uh, by Friday. But uh, I, I, you know, you want to, you want to place a bet on that? I would say he's probably not going to play. Well, for what it's worth, he seems to do well with those jet sweeps. If he can get if he can get cooking, he's got the speed. No doubt about that. Yeah, and that's what it might come down to. He might be a manufactured touch player, which is not what you want for a first round pick, but hey, you gotta use what you have. And he can run those jet sweeps and he can do some of that stuff. All right. Good stuff from John McMullen here on our Wednesday edition of Football 24-7, all presented by Stateside Vodka. 
Johnny Mac, are you back in the chair tomorrow on Birds 365? I am supposed to be. I don't know. You guys run the show. You got to let me know. I don't know. Is Joe Krause going to be there? I don't, I don't know. You're in the chair. I know that. Will, will Xander yank me out of the bullpen tomorrow <laughs> to be determined? Uh, I'll be uh, I'll be prepared uh, if needed, but look forward to you returning back in the birds uh, 365 uh, tomorrow. And then um, uh, and then we'll roll along from there. Great stuff, Johnny Mac, as always, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Rossi. All right. Good stuff. On behalf of John McMullen, on behalf of all, viewer, uh, all of our viewers uh, watching in on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, don't forget, like, share, and subscribe. We thank you very much. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.